0: All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Ville Chillin. Uh, today we're following the Halloween theme again, and uh, we're talking about costumes. So we're gonna do a little discussion of costumes of the decades. And then we're gonna talk about a huge costume slash novelty slash all kinds of stuff here in Louisville. We're gonna talk about Caulfields. Caulfields. Stay tuned. All right, uh, I guess uh, with that, we'll jump straight in. So we kind of wanted to end off the season kind of talking about costumes before it actually gets around to Halloween, and we thought can't really talk about costumes in Louisville without talking about fields, right? Caulfields? Caulfields. So definitely got to make sure we are bringing them up. Um, and they've actually been around in Louisville for over a hundred years now. Did you know that? I knew they were. I didn't know they've been around that long though. Yeah, they've been around a long time. Oh no, wrong screen. But yeah, Caulfield's has been around since uh, pretty much 1920 um, as a a joke and novelty shop. But the Karen Kieran Caulfield uh, originally opened. A photography studio but as people were waiting for photos to get developed and things he used some money that he got to buy magic little like magic tricks novelty items prank jokes and that kind of stuff to sell in the waiting room and uh, eventually the novelty business just outgrew the photography business decided to hang up the camera and start selling novelty items jokes magic tricks costumes and everything else along the way that's really cool like especially like the way the technology is back at the time like with photography it was probably a really smart you know business decision to switch over Mm -hmm. into more towards like the novelty well in thinking about the timing you know it's the 20s it's the great depression and people needed a joke. People needed something to laugh about and it was, they were cheap enough that people could make that happen. So, it, it was definitely a very smart obviously a pretty smart business decision. They've been in business for <laughs> over a hundred years now. Oh um, yeah, definitely pretty crazy. And they've been a major staple in Louisville ever since. Um They don't just have like Halloween stuff. They have a a mix of everything, you know, seasonal merchandise for every holiday. Um, They're one of the oldest and largest theatrical distributors in the nation to actively stocking thousands of items. So it says they manufacture, import and distribute merchandise to locations across the nation and the world abroad. And so I'm sure a lot of like the theater companies around here and like that, you know, probably go to Caulfields for, similar stuff right i saw them on the uh, ovw uh wrestler show on netflix uh al snow was going there for one of the costumes for the show so yeah right like if you're in production or anything locally or you know throughout the country like they support a lot of that through their products and that's awesome yeah it's it's gotta be nice to have somewhere local too that you can just kind of walk in and so if you need any last minute uh you know Halloween decorations, yard decorations, costumes, whatever. If you have a movie or a TV show that you're working on or something like that's definitely the place to get your props. Yep, definitely. And uh while you're there and on Main Street, they also have the uh the other largest bat in the world. So Mobile is home to two of the largest bats in the world. One is Caulfield's the you know, flying blood sucking type of bat, and then of course the Louisville Slugger Museum has the the world's largest baseball bat. So, fun fact, <laughs> fun fact, yep, and they're right there, like a block away from each other on Main Street. So, see two major Louisville attractions in one go. <laughs> At least I I consider all major Louisville attractions. They're free. Hey. Right, exactly. So their website looks pretty ex- like extensive. They got a lot of stuff on their online store, and you can even if you're local, you can just go pick it up. So and they're doing a lot on their social media as well. They're doing really good on their Like, so check them out on like their YouTube or TikTok or Facebook, Instagram, all that. Yeah, it looks like they have some YouTube shorts and then kind of almost a little podcast esque style uh series called the witching hour so definitely check them out again they're right there on uh main street and there you can see the the bat so pretty cool definitely cool to have somewhere so local with so much history and just you know so much stuff i mean it's a huge store Again, if you need anything, any last-minute costumes, anything like that, definitely make sure to check out Caulfields. But uh, speaking of costumes, I guess we're going to start out with a little bit of the history of costumes, or at least modern costumes for Halloween here, right? Um, so in Scotland in the late 19th century, so like 1890s, 1895, there was a tradition called guising, where children disguised in costume would go door-to-door for food or coin in various different costumes. Um, and what they would say is, instead of our well-known trick-or-treat, was uh, help the Halloween party. That was until the 2000s. That was the most popular phrase. And so that seemed to make its way to North America in around 1910, 1911, um, with guising being kind of referenced to ritual begging on Halloween, um, in 1915, 1920 area or time frame, the earliest known use imprint of the term "trick or treat" actually appears in 1927 in the Blackie Herald of Alberta, Canada, um. So a little bit of history on just costumes in general, and I think it kind of also ties back into, you know, again, the 1920s, the Depression, things like that, quick, easy fun, and it's actually uh a loud begging almost, you know, <laughs> going around asking for candy and stuff, so. Right, and it goes back into like you know, why Caulfield's was so popular you know during the you know Great Depression is when it really started when you know people didn't really have anything else to do, and they wanted to do something to entertain themselves, so that's why they went and, you know started exactly, so oh, pretty cool. I found it interesting, because um, I wasn't really sure what the the whole history of costumes and everything was here. And so during that time, some of the, I guess you would say most, um, tr- or not traditional, but the more popular costumes of the twenties was clowns, witches, and farmers. So again, playing into not a lot of money, these are things that are easy to, you know, dress up as because there wasn't really. A market for costumes at that time—it was kind of whatever you could make or your mom could make. Um, but I mean, farmers—we definitely know that was that was doable. That was especially around here. It was very, yeah. It was very do-it-yourself back then, you know. In the I think some of that was actually inspired also by like cinema at the time. You know, with the Great Depression, you know, Halloween was the commercialized version of Halloween was created, but also modern day cinema. So like with that, a lot of people were emulating a lot of the characters they saw on, on TV. Yep. Exactly. Um, but then once the thirties rolled around, thanks to a guy called, uh, Ben Cooper, he, uh, Cooper, <laughs> good old Ben Cooper. He formed a company because with the, with the fall of, I guess, theater during the depression, he ended up forming a company to or I guess he in 1937 he established Ben Cooper Inc and the firm assumed control of A.S. Fishbach Inc which had license to produce costumes based on characters owned by the Walt Disney Company so he started seeing a lot of Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck Mickey Mouse, Snow White things like that you know so with in the mid to late thirties started seeing a whole lot more once the licenses for those characters were able to be purchased and costumes made. Of course you still saw a lot of the traditional clowns, witches, ghosts, etc. Um, goblins, scarecrows, things like that. So uh but I don't think Halloween would be quite as what we know it if it wasn't for the Ben Cooper companies, my understanding of it. And then moving into the forties, of course we carry the same theme, which is clowns, skeletons, but you started seeing costumes get a little smaller. I guess I'll say it was kind of the start of the sexy era of Halloween. Um, you had, you know, the, the prevalence of like pinup girls and things like that. So, uh, Monroe, I guess. all That whole era really defined a lot of the start of, I guess, what we know as a lot of modern-day costumes. 50s, I found interesting. Hawaiian dress was a big one. I don't know what made that so popular in the 50s, I guess. I think that's interesting. But uh, as well as cowboys... You know, you had a lot of Western movies, John Wayne movies, that. So, Cowboys, Zorro, Tarzan, et cetera. And then in the 60s, with the prevalence of comic books and everything, you got superheroes. So, a lot of Superman, Spider-Man, Catwoman, Girl, those kind of things, which we've actually seen a resurgence of with all of the the Marvel movies and DC and stuff. Definitely a, a big game changer. Like that's now that's one out of every five costumes is going to be either a superhero or like a super villain especially for a kid. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. At that point, it's like one out of every two. Yeah. Um, in the seventies, there was a lot of Charlie Brown and the peanut gang, uh, Raggedy Ann and Andy, Barbie, Star Wars, of course. Um, I'm sure a lot of superheroes at that time too, because comic books didn't exactly like go away. They were pretty huge. So um, in the '80s, uh, Elvira and Hulk Hogan were two of the biggest. Which, uh, you know, going back to OVW, I wonder how much Caulfields like sold as wrestlers then. It'd be interesting to have their sales records and see how much this lines up with what we found. <laughs> Uh, but then, of course, in the eighties, since the the first trilogy was out and everything, you still have the Star Wars and Freddy Krueger. You start seeing some of those uh, classic horror films, to come film. through, yeah, characters. Uh, and then the nineties. <laughs> funny, we were talking about this the other day, and you know, we found that the nineties was the Power Rangers, and one of the only costumes I really remember from my childhood is white ranger costume that my mom made me in the nice. 90s so <laughs> i was probably like 96 97 somewhere around there but then you had ninja turtles star trek and uh, even south park so all those definitely 90s and then probably like the crow like i know anytime like you went to the Hall- halloween party late 90s early two thousand, people always joked that you know somebody dressed up as you know. Brandon Lee from The Crow. I mean, that was a huge movie, though. That was a good movie. It was it awesome. Fit. It definitely fit. Definitely, yeah. And then, speaking of early two thousands, we also started seeing a prevalence of celebrity costumes. So people dressing up to look like Michael Jackson, Britney Spears, Hannah Montana, and you know things like that. Prince, Madonna. I know that was a big one. Like even a little bit before then, but yeah, you're right. There, there would just be Halloween parties, just celebrity. It distress of Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, that's also when like Harry Potter and SpongeBob started coming out. And then like the Joker, you know, going back to the superhero, super villain stuff. Um, of course, I mean, that was probably around be- even before then, but with the resurgence of the, um, the Batman movies, you know, the Batman, um, uh, the one with the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, yes. and the Dark Knight Rises that, that brought the, that Joker into it. Definitely in the same, in the same, um, uh, imagery as like, almost like the crow, like just how like the crow was very popular, you know, in like the late, uh, early thousands or whatever, late nineties. Same thing with the uh, Joker now or. I think we'll dress up as the Joker. Yep. And then, uh. Going into the 2010s, a lot of Frozen for kids, especially Frozen everywhere. Again, Avengers, we've seen a resurgence of the superhero themes. DC's kind of made a comeback too. You know, it was all Marvel for a long time. And, you know, Batman's coming back, you know, Wonder Woman. So, Suicide Squad. So, you got the Harley Quinn and the Joker now. Um, Saw a lot of Game of Thrones characters, Stranger Things. Uh, hocus pocus because they did that remake right bringing that back um but political figures as well so <laughs> not gonna just start name dropping but i'm sure that was always a thing before but here recently that was a big one because of the 2016 election so <laughs> right yeah now it's more common but they've always uh they actually uh, used to track the amount of presidential candidates the masks that would be sold And you know, decide whether or not that was gonna like figure out, you know, who would win and a lot of times you'd be surprised like how much like it wasn't every time, but a lot of times it would coincide with the actual election. That's that's kind of funny. And maybe a little scary. (laughs) Both. And then coming into the 2020s, we've got we've seen a lot of karate kids, so we know the whole Cobra Kai uh Netflix show. Mandalorian, of course, still playing on Star Wars themes, which I'm sure there was a lot of Star Wars in the 2000s, too. There was so much in media in the like early 2000s, I feel like it'd be hard to really hit all of the costumes. It's hard to hit them all anyways. But And then Trolls, <laughs> the Trolls movies that have been coming out have definitely had an impact on kids. I know my daughter was Trolls when... Big fan. Yeah, Yeah, she's gone as Trolls, and then and there's it's crazy how much the licensing played such a role in a lot of these things all the shows that kids get the influence from it's it's crazy to look back at the 20s and see it's just you know clowns witches farmers skeletons that kind of stuff and then you see it now just the the level of detail that goes into some costumes is insane I mean, cosplay is a thing. So yeah. So yeah, you're right there. So it's not like we're we're kind of focusing a lot on Halloween, but it is everything with the costumes, like especially with, like with like Caulfields, they're open all year around. Yeah. Right. So throughout the year, they're it's not Halloween. You know, like you said, cosplay. There's productions. There's art. You know, different things people are doing costumes for. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, and not just that, it's they don't just have that. They have dec- so many decorations and stuff. They sell like event things, like the rolls of tickets. If you ever need to get rolls of tickets for an event, it's on their website, you know? Awesome. So th- things like that. They just have a lot of things to, if you're trying to do an event for anything, Mardi Gras, Fourth of July, whatever, they got decorations for so many things. So, um, pretty cool place definitely part of louisville history in my mind at least when it comes to talking costumes so had to give kind of fun talking about the history of costumes too i learned a little bit just you know we're, we're trying to read up on it so i guess with that that's all that i have do you have anything else you want to add brother no that's it all right i guess uh with that we'll see you next time thanks for hanging out